This episode of the Golf Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk-free bet for up to 500 bucks. Terms and conditions do apply, so go get the details at winnbet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by Coors Light. When you're sweating out your bets, remember to take some time to chill and grab the perfect cold refreshment, Coors Light. And we're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is home to the Best Ball Mania 2 contest where you can win a million dollars. That's right, a million dollars. Sign up at underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. All right, welcome back, DJs, for a quick recap of the Colonial, and we're moving on to Murfield Village. Uh, it's myself, Boston Capper, and the God of Golf himself, Steve Shermer. Steve, it's a, we're recording a little late. It's Monday night. My Bruins are on. How you feeling? You ready? You're. I mean, I, I'm tired from the weekend. Uh, I spread out about 32 bags of mulch uh, across Saturday and Sunday, and uh, prepped the backyard. All the yard work that I was saving, you know, till now. Uh, you look tired too. You look uh, sunburnt. Uh, yep. Do you, you okay? Get the thunderbolt from Harry Potter world on your forehead right there. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah. but oh, uh, good. Good weekend, yeah. man. Took the kids, did the dad thing. My, and my oldest daughter was too cool for us, so she stayed back with uh, her friends. Well, so I inherited two 14 year old girls who wanted to go with uh, my second oldest daughter. So I had uh, I had three 14 year old girls and my two littles. So. That was fun. I mean, you already have enough kids, and then you got to add two more to the mix. Like, <laughs> yeah, good guys, exactly. like the Brady Bunch going to Universal Studios there. Well, the thing is, is, is fucking, I didn't even know the kids were coming. So when I booked the hotel room, usually we do like the two or three bedroom spot. And just because I want the, I need the space. At the end of the day, I'm like, I'm not sitting in a fucking hotel room, like with that many kids after I've been with them and sweating all day. And uh, so I just got like the one bedroom with like the ensuite or whatever, well, not the ensuite, but like a living room area. So at least I could go chill while everybody else was sleeping. And then the other two kids are coming. So I, I ended up upgrading and getting the, the two bedroom or whatever the hell and it ended up like tripling my cost i was like this is ridiculous like i would have picked a different room if i knew these other kids were coming like I don't know. so it's that it's that off on the wrong foot by by chill do you mean get hammered and scream at the bruins from the uh the sweet room yes yes exactly, exactly. exactly. I, I i know your lingo so i mean so anyways i i didn't watch much of colonial i know boston capper didn't watch we'll touch on some couple of highlights uh so your boy jason kokrak who you actually texted me i think on tuesday and i i felt bad i did, and, I, did. Uh, I was like yeah i don't know about him yeah but, uh, well, no, yeah. We, we end up having uh i got a message from one of our listeners who actually uh Based on the information we gave out, led him to Kokrak. So, you know, okay. hey, at least we gave out uh, – we're on the right track. We just picked uh, pretty terribly like uh, sometimes we do. But Yeah, it happens. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, Kokrak gets the win. Um, he, he putted his way to that victory. He was lights out all four days. And there was actually an article that came out, I think, on Golf Digest that, um, you know, he credited – his improvement with the putter and I'll start last fall when he was like putting really well going into the CJ cup and then he finally won there and then he won this week. And what he did was he looked at all his strokes game metrics and uh, he's like, yeah, I was, I was like fifth in T to green, but I was 190th in putting. So I got with my putting manufacturer company. We did some tests when the lab and, I mean, all of a sudden, now he's one of the better putters on the PJ tour. And it has been for a minute too. Like it's uh, like, He's been decent with the putter. It hasn't been like the old Coke rack, like the old Connors. You know what I mean? Like they were right. almost the, they were almost the same type of player. Yeah, this has been a year now. So, I mean, he didn't have to go arm lock. He didn't do anything. He just made a couple tweaks with the putter, you know, directly from the manufacturer. And, you know, it kind of seems like your boy Keegan might want to do that. 
<laughs> yeah, Maybe seriously. Start winning again. Like seriously, like I don't like it. Like seriously, you have all these guys at your fingertips who will do anything you say, and will will we'll be able to fix it. Like just do it, man. Like go use your resources. Like what are you doing? Like I don't yeah, know, yeah. No, as soon as you hear Keegan went to his p- uh, putter manufacturer and uh, got a new putter, you're gonna bet <laughs> all the money on him. All the monies, all there the monies. Go. That's right. All right. <laughs> um. So I missed most of the collapse, but uh, Spieth was terrible on uh sunday uh yeah. do you have any takes about, about so that? i i mean look i was walking around universal i had it up on my phone where i could look every once in a while but i you know how it is like if you're not watching the whole tournament you don't get the flow and so i would just look i would end up catching him on the green and just doing something terrible. like he just didn't look like himself like i don't know it seemed like when i was watching the leaderboard where i wasn't even watching it like it would seem like kokrak was trying to give it up and then <laughs> it looks like speed was trying to give it up it was a two-horse race at that point like I don't know. I didn't watch it, so I don't know if Kokrak went and took it or Spieth gave it away. I really don't know. I know he went in the water on what seventeen. I, th- I thought I think eighteen actually. Eighteen, even worse. Yeah. Like yeah. Oh. Well, I mean, Kokrak had two shot lead. I was like, all right, I'm going to go finish yard work and <laughs> do that. But so I have I have speed stats, round four stats in front of me. They're pretty ugly. So not bad. So what do you think his best category was between putting, scrambling, approach play, off tee? Just 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 what do you think? Just no one's speech. Speeth, what do you no, think is best? So, the, but the way you're framing it makes me want to go the opposite way. But normally, I would say scrambling. But okay. it's, probably, it's probably off the tee. Yeah, off the tee, <laughs> gain a stroke. Yeah, exactly. so he threw the ball. Awesome. Right. He lost two point three strokes with his approach play. I'm guessing there's probably some penalty shots baked into that, but that was good. He lost about point six with around the greens. And he lost point four putting, and you know the putting over the weekend has been kind of a trend now. Like it kind of goes away from him, but the fact that like the irons just went away pretty quickly. Like I want to think it's an anomaly, like because the first three days are pretty good, but it's so concerning. They, you know, that, that squirrely speed that we were kind of like all terrified of for two years, <laughs> yeah. still kind of in there. Oh yeah. He's definitely it. still in there. Absolutely. Yeah. You, can't, you can't lose it that quick. Right. So, so we'll see. I mean, he probably is going to be fine. Like he's uh, the most expensive player DraftKings for the Memorial. We'll see where his ownership stands. Um, we need to talk about Sergio Garcia, too. Yeah. And uh, so the fir- first part is we'll get to his collapse on Sunday. But so we talked I, I, and I, I'm talking directly to my co-host here. Yes. Yes. So we talked up Sergio all on the Tuesday pod. We like him for DraftKings. We both had him outright. Like I've had him 80 to one. I think you had 66, <laughs> 66 something like that. Yeah. 66. Yeah. And then all of a sudden on Thursday, you start chirping about Chris Kirk. <laughs> and little do I know. You made you had some gin in you on Wednesday night. You started tinkering yeah, like I did. you always do. I did, yeah. And you took out all your Sergio shares for Chris Kirk. Not not all of them. Not all of them, but enough Most of them. Most of them. Most of them, yes. Uh, explain yourself, sir. Yeah, I mean, so basically, you know, I'm sitting there looking at the last lineups. I think I even texted you. It was like late Wednesday night. I was like, shit, I gotta go fucking like finish putting in my lineup. And you know what I mean? And it's like, I'm looking at it and I'm like, oh, man, I got a lot of fucking Sergio. You know what I mean? Like you're looking at the lineups. And so I made like, I think I made 10 lineups. Right. And I'm like, I got Sergio and fucking nine of these things. Like, I can't have nine Sergio lineups. Right. Cause I'm looking at miscut, 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 miscut. And I'm like, all right, I got to differentiate a little bit. But then you start drinking and tickering and messing around with the different lineups. 
like which one did I which one did I switch? And then I ended up at, like way overexposed to Chris Kirk because he was right around that same price point. He was popular. I was like, Steve likes him. Let's just go with him. He's popular for a reason, right? That I mean, that's legitimately what happened on my back porch while I was smoking cigarettes at like midnight. I was like, ah, yeah, fuck it. Let's. Just, I got because I always think it was like way too much Sergio. Like you know what I mean? Like you see a player, even if you like him, especially a guy like Sergio, they could just tank all your shit. Like. You can't have that much of them. And it, whatever, it didn't matter anyway. I got like five or six through on fucking nine, 90 of them. My six or six was straight garbage. So once again, next time I tell you that I think uh, like I'm going to go extra heavy on fucking DFS, just remind me of this week. Like, Because whenever I'm uncomfortable with my lineups, I do better. When I'm like, this is the fucking lock. It's like, uh, you made $40. I'm like, well, I put 500 in. So that's not a good return. That's a very <laughs> negative ROI there. So, I negative. mean, listen, I didn't even mention Chris Kirk. I mean, I think that that was your brain going back to like, I don't know, February. I'm like, oh, you know, I love his story and everything like that. Well, I mean, the honeymoon on that story is over and he's been playing kind of bad lately. Yeah. So, all right. Okay. Don't do yeah. that again. Yeah. What, yeah, what, no, I, I, what have I told you for the last two weeks? You need know, to trust your gut. Like I know. Look, I should have laid that bet on Coke Rack when I liked him. Like, mm-hmm. I guess I guess it was good I didn't lay the football bet on speed. That is actually, hey, I'm vindicated now. Thank you. <laughs> you are Total exoneration. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. uh, I got. Nothing I do love. I love chirping you on Thursdays and Fridays, though. I do just because it's so. It, it just makes me so. It makes me happy because I can picture you being like, "What? No, I didn't say that." <laughs> Listen, you know what? If you gotta blame me for shit, that you know, all oh, your bad decisions, fine. All right, I, I can take it. That's you know? fine. Heavy lies the crown, you know. That, that's all right. right. That's right. Uh, I got nothing else for Colonna. You want to move on? Yeah. I, actually, you know what? No, I think. Uh, so oh. I, I think you need to adjust your capo. Yes, you shall. He's shelves, man. Like I'm, he's not getting clipped. He's not going on the boat, uh, but he's going. He's not going to be. Uh, he's not going to be earning anymore. He's he's got he's got to take he's got to take a little while out. He's not collecting the routes anymore. Uh, no more uh, no more drug money. No more gambling money. Like that's it. Like he's going to sit out. Somebody else can come up and take his spot. I haven't decided who's going to be running the crew uh, as of now. Uh, I'll I'll have it. I'll have a new. Uh, I'll have a new replacement for uh, Seawood, the captain uh, for tomorrow night's show. I'll, I'll figure out who, who's going to run. Crew. Is he going to be in charge of shaking down the Seven Eleven owners? You know, for yeah. Uh, protection. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Pretty, pretty far fall. Yeah, <laughs> I, I worry with Siwoo because we've seen him where like he goes through like big, huge, just prolonged slumps. So yeah. he might be just persona non grata until we get back to like Wyndham or something. And then, like Take that long, he goes, he gets bad quick. I mean, listen, we got the U.S. Open coming. I don't think he's been good at Tory. We no, got the yeah. Open Championship where he's never been good. Right. And then we got like an Olympic break where he's going to go over and play that. I, mean, I know you're going to play that, play him there because yeah. you know he's got to avoid his military service. That's so fucking crazy, by the way. I know it is. So I know you're going to lay a big bet on him. And then after that's Wyndham, and then FedEx, and that's the end of this uh, season. And then we go right back to it. So yeah, yeah. So it's my wife, my wife says that she's like, so does golf season ever end? I'm like, no. No, no, I mean, maybe like a two week break. I was like, I think, but I'm still betting on some random shit. So, no, it doesn't fucking go on a break. Yeah, we, we get a break around Thanksgiving and yeah. we get about the December off. Yeah. Unless we got, I mean, I don't know. Do you want to start covering the shark shootout? Because I don't really want to cover it. I mean, it depends. Uh, am I in a hole or am I up? That's true. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Maybe, maybe next year we'll do that. So, yeah, exactly. All right. Well, I, well, before we transition to the memorial, I think this is a good time to kind of reevaluate and Look at the golf landscape. So I was talking to Boston Capper before this. And so every week I have this little like composite, call it a power ranking. So basically it just combines their long-term strokes gain with their short-term strokes gain. So basically it takes about their last 50 rounds, 
you know, I take 70% of that, take 30% of their short term. That gives me a nice little number. And this week's top 10 coming into this week is, uh, <laughs> it's kind of messy. It's it, we're kind of in a weird place right now with golf. Like there, there's some guys who are on a big heater for the last couple of months. Like there's a couple of guys who just you know, kind of struggle. A lot of top names are kind of struggling a little bit. So, so I'm going to go, I'm going to go to the top 10. Okay. So, all right. So number 10, hanging on by our threads, Dustin Johnson, and it's all his long-term stuff. His, his short-term stuff is not very Hot good. Hot yeah. Dog. He, he, he is free falling, but you know, he's still number 10 right now. Number nine, Matthew Fitzpatrick. He's been pretty good. Just rock solid. I mean, he doesn't ever seem like he's been in the mix for a win. Yeah. He's always like top 15 or so. So he's there. Number eight, Bryson. I mean, he's pretty up and down. Like, what do you do? He, oh, we're going back. What? We're going back this week to his, uh, to his blow up spot. You are. Yeah. We're going back to the 10 that you got on the, on the 15th or which, uh, I don't think that area is, uh, around anymore which we'll get to oh but uh yeah so uh you know bryson's eighth he won bay hill he finished second the players you know i mean he's been pretty good number seven Corey connors who's been on a huge heater lately yeah. but yeah he's like Corey connors number seven of like <laughs> 200 golfers yeah, that weird. Like, good number six paul casey i think he's still relying a little bit on uh we did in the middle east uh i mean he's been pretty good there Number five, and this is going to make Nagel's bagels unhappy. Uh, Abe Answer is number five golfer, basically, when you combine everybody's long term and short term. Right? Have you looked he, at like, his recent like, form? Yeah. Well, he mean, whatever. He made the cut on the number. I was so far against him this okay. week. And, and he ended up doing it. He made the cut on the number, which pissed me off because I had a miscut bet, which was like plus 350 or something like that. And I was like, fuck yeah, let's go. And he uh, made it on the fucking number. Well, he finished T14. He yeah. had three top tens before that. Like, yeah. Now, I, I, Nagel's actually sent a disparaging uh, text message to me about Abe Answer uh, today that uh, apparently uh, he's playing over in Europe this week. He's dodging this field. Strong feeling he's going to play the Porsche European Open, actually with Paul Casey. So yeah, that sounds sounds about right for Paul Casey, though. I mean, listen, I I think Porsche can do a little better than Abe Answer is their uh, spokesman. You know, I I'm, I'm surprised that they gave him all the money to play over there, but I don't yeah. know. See, I, listen, I, listen. So like, I, I get what Nagels is saying, and I'm typically I'm on point with that too. Like, why are you avoiding the field? But at the same point, you don't know how much money Porsche just gave that kid. To go across, or go play that instead of this, like whatever. Like I'd take the money too. You know, I mean, he kind of strikes me the Porsche guy too. He's short. You know, I mean, yeah. those seem like the types of guys who like to drive Porsches. So. <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Maybe he can defect to Italy and play uh, for Team Europe because uh, they kind of need a little bit of depth in the back end there. Otherwise, we're having I don't know Antoine Rosner be their twelfth guy. That's not going to work out well. All right, number four, Louis Oosthuizen. I mean, he's been okay. great. Yep. It's all around the green and putting, but that still counts. Like. This is now like a big trend. Like he's like, he's like new Webb Simpson, basically <laughs> just yeah. mediocre ball striking, all scrambling, all putting. I don't know when that happened, but it's here and it's, it's permanent <laughs> now, I guess, I guess it's permanent. So yeah, I mean, it's, four, been, it's been last six months, right? At least basically. Yeah. It's his yeah. last 50 rounds. So yeah. number three, Charlie Hoffman. Yeah. He's been, He's been awesome. Yeah. He's been so good. Ever since Pebble, he's just been I think his worst finish is like T fifty eight, but he has like like nine top twenty finishes and like and some like good events too. Right. So I mean, I, I think he finished what second at Valero. He finished third, third a couple weeks this week. ago. Yeah. yeah. Third this week, yeah. Yeah, this week. So it was all Sunday. So and he's Ryan High momentum. Number two, Jordan Spieth. He's been great. Yeah. I mean, one Valero, almost one Colonial, so it's been good. And the number one, Victor Hoblin. I mean, I don't think that's any surprise. Like, he's been, he's been that good. It is kind of surprising. He's number one. 
I mean, you have a second at WGC, you have a second yeah. at Tory, you have third at Quail, you got a third at I think, concession. He was like top five. Yeah, he was second at concession. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I was talking about. Like, he missed, I think he missed a cut, or he didn't do that well at players, didn't really do all the great at the PGA, but like, there's some other big events. He was like yeah. top five. It, he's a very popular pick this week. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. He always is now. I feel like the days of getting good numbers on Hovland are gone. Oh, yeah. He's under 20 to 1 this week. So Is he really already? Uh, he's 18. <sighs> yeah. There's some funky numbers out there. We can talk about those tomorrow. But uh, yeah. there's, some, there's, there's some weird numbers out there. Mm-hmm. I've already put down a couple of bets. But, uh, yeah, they're, they're definitely there. So. I put two down. I put Reed and... Uh, oh, well, yeah. hold on. Hold on. Once. All right. Save it. All right. Save, it. Save, it. save it. Save it. Save it. <laughs> we got to make them listen tomorrow. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right so um well i guess uh man i guess what you want to you want to break down um you guess start breaking down the golf course but, yeah sure uh, i mean yeah all right well listen let's let's, let's 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 do win bet first win bet is breaking bringing you the action of real sports betting with the win las vegas experience get all in on your favorite teams players and sports games generous promo codes odds and pilates are happening right now at win bet get started today and you'll receive a special offer for up to a 500 dollars risk-free bet Terms and conditions do apply, so go get the details at winnbet.com and download the app today. And I'll let you know uh, what golf uh, what golf odds I'm using uh, once I decide to uh, to put some more action down uh, tomorrow. Okay, there we go. Boom. All right, let's talk about the golf course. Let's go. So I, like, makes... I like this golf course. Yes. Well, all right. So what what do you like about the golf course, though? I don't know. I feel like it's difficult. Like I like the difficult courses. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I like the difficult courses. Like I know last year it played a little harder than it normally did, but I'm hoping it, it kind of trends in that direction. And Jack is trying to make it a little harder for 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 these guys. Uh, I, I really I really dug last year's tournament. Though it's I mean obviously Ron won it, so I really liked it. So maybe that's why I'm a little uh, <laughs> maybe that's why I like it a little more. But I still remember going back and when Bryson won, it, I liked it then. And uh, yeah, I just think I think it's a fun tournament. Like whatever, man. I mean, it's it's Jack's course, man. So like, what are you gonna do? Is last year also where that stupid narrative was born of a Rom course is a Ryan Palmer course because they finished one two? No, it was actually prior to that, and it like fucking gave it life, which like ugh, like I was like, oh god, and, uh, the correlation hasn't worked since. Um, no, it's, it's just a stupid trend. I agree. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about the golf course. So that's what everybody wants to talk about this week. I mean, if you go to my article, you'll see history. I'll give you a fly over everything, which is now basically irrelevant because they did a lot of changes. So let's talk about the changes to it. And a couple, about a month ago, um, the uh, Murphy Village basically sent out, they sent out the players and caddies a memo outlining everything. So I've been sitting on this for a month. Um, of all the changes they made. So okay. high, high level. All the greens used to be a bent poem mix. They are now completely bent grass. Okay. So that's going to change a couple of things. Like, like a lot of times you look at like places like TBC river highlands or like, I think like a Beth page is like a bent poem mix. Like if you want, if you're like a slave to like putting like metrics, like how guys do on those services, you need to change your golf courses. Now we'll talk about the, go- the bent grass golf courses later, but yeah. They're all bent grass. Uh, they add some new tee boxes as well. That added about a hundred yards to the scorecard. That's not a huge change, nah. like no, and, and that's over like five or six holes. Like it's a club, probably. So yeah. it's it's it, it was seventy four hundred yards, gonna be about seventy five hundred yards. It's not a big deal. Um, all the greens are recontoured and reshaped, uh, and then all the bunkers were also uh, basically renovated. So. 
you know, I mean, this was done, I think, because Jack has always been chirping about the governing bodies. Like, they're not doing anything about distance. Right. And he, I think he got sick of it and fed up with it. <laughs> so he took matters in his own hands. He says, he up like, I'm Jack Nicholas, goddammit. I'll do what I want. Yeah, and, and you're right. He, it seems like he made this place harder. And mm-hmm. it seemed like he made it a lot more challenging off the tee. So let's go through hole by hole about, like, significant changes. Like, most of them are just like, all right, we added a new tee box. We changed a little of the green. But, like, there's some holes where there's some major changes. So hole number one, right out of the gate. They pushed out the fairway bunkers into the driving zone and it shrunk the fairway. Uh, they also add like a new like runoff like chipping area short of the green and they push back the green about 20 yards. Uh, hole number three, this is going to be a theme. They did this a couple times in this course. They repositioned the green closer to the lake and they removed a greenside bunker so balls can now go back into the lake. Nice. So there you go. Uh, hole number four, uh, they repositioned the green uh, JFK style. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, I back into the uh, that's what I thought you were going to fucking do. (laughs) Come on, man. (laughs) Well, that's what they did. So, all right. Hole number five. They shrunk the green. They expanded the lake and they put the green closer to the lake. So that's the par five. I think that's like around the corner there. It's got like a double fairway. So they made that pretty difficult to hit in two. Like or else like that, you know, you know, we'll see about that. Uh, Number nine again. Reposition the green closer to the lake. Uh, hole number 13, they reduced the fairway width and add a couple trees on the left. And then hole number 15 was the m- most significant change on the golf course. So that's the one where, it, like, and, that, and that's Bryson's blow up hole, where it's basically uphill to like an elevated like fairway and then you hit downhill to the green. So what they did was they removed the lake, or the, there was a creek that ran in front of the tee box. Just completely removed it. I mean, like, sorry to all the frogs and, like, tadpoles and everything that live there. Like, you know, now you're dead. So um, they, leveled the, they leveled the hole, though. So that elevated fairway is no longer. It's basically just flat. Uh, they also added new fairway bunkers to the driving zone, basically just so no one can just kind of hit over them. And then they, quote-unquote, edited the creek uh, in front of the green. Basically, just dug a ditch and all the water now runs through it. Um, and then it's now next to the green to bring it more in place. So that that is a that's the biggest change of the. In the that's a big change, though. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, it, it it now plays shorter, but it's a lot more penal. Yeah, there's a lot more ways to get in trouble there. And if you're if you're in those bunkers, you're not getting to the green in two. Uh, and then the creek right in front, like it's it'll be pretty easy to roll the ball back in. Um, so. And, and then, like, other than that, they reshape greens, recontour greens. That's pretty. I think the only hole they didn't change is 12. Um, I don't know. I, that, I think, is the... I think 12 is the replica of 12 at Augusta National, which okay. makes sense why they wouldn't change it. Right. You know, there's a lot of holes that are like Augusta National there. So, do I think this is really going to change a lot of strategy as far as, like, who should do well? I don't think so. I mean, I think they made it harder. I think it's a little more difficult off the tee. I think, like, yeah, you're going to have, you know, you have to have really a ball striking there. But that was always the case of this thing. Like, this was a tournament where you had to do a lot of different things. Well, we'll go through the list of winners. Like, it's a lot of really good ball strikers. A lot of guys did a lot of things really well. Like, there's not a whole lot of weak names to, like, you know, past champions. So, yeah. I mean, maybe that's going to eliminate, like, some of the longer shots who kind of fake their way around the place. But... 
I mean, it's it's still the same thing's going to apply for me. It's just like, you know, really good ball striking. Get like you got a good length combination of length and accuracy off the tee. Good iron play. Decent scrambling, which we'll get to a little later. That might be a little overrated. But I mean, it's smaller greens. So you're going to have to get up and down for par. Yep. And then it's fast greens. So I am going to ask my co-host once again, because it seems like it changes week to week. What do you think? So fast greens helps. That, wor- that helps, level of the- helps worse putters. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> and there, and we'll go through the list. There's definitely some really bad putters that have won this place. Yeah. And fucking John Rahm last year. Yeah. Well, <laughs> now, that was actually, now, when, he, that was actually yeah. when he was putting pretty well. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's when he could putt before he yeah. changed fucking. So but there's definitely some very poor putters who have won yeah. here. It, it, I think I think like that argument, like if you look at this tournament, that's what really does it. Yeah, like, yeah. It, 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 like guys are putting on faster surfaces. They're putting defensively. And it's really more about like, all right, are you a really good iron player that can put it on the proper tier or like put it below the hole so it's an easier putt? Yeah. That's more important. I think that's why those guys end up quote unquote putting better is because they have just better looks at stuff. Yeah, that's true. Okay. All that. right. You want to talk about past champions? Let's go. And I got a couple, I got a stat at the end that I think might narrow the field down as far as who you want to bet. All right. So let's go through it. 2020, last year, John Rom beat yeah. Ryan Palmer. He almost actually kind of blew at the end. Was he up like nine, like at the turn? Man, they fucked him on that. They, but that was the, they remember they penalized him because the ball moves. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's why it's not because of anything else. Because the camera was super zoomed in on him, and nobody could like what if some asshole from the fucking couch called in? It was like the ball moved. Fuck, that's I hate, true. I hate, I hate right. those people. All right. Well, anyways, I mean, we all know who John Rahm is like yeah. great tee to green. Like last year, he was actually putting pretty well. He has actually a better combination of length and accuracy off tee than you think. We know he is. Uh, there's also the workday, which was like a diet memorial, mm. but it still was, you know, it still played pretty good. Well, like, you know, it's some fast greens, like some of the pin placements were a little different, but Kyle Morikawa won that. And he is a terrible putter, Terrible. but he ball struck the place pretty well. So, you know, there you go. Patrick Cantley won 2019. He just does a little bit of everything. Well, yeah. You know? And he had like, I think like if you look at every like single like shows game metric, like it just, Everything was good. Uh, pre bulk up, Bryson won 2018. Yep. That was before, like, he was, I mean, he still was gaining a lot of strokes off the tee, but, like, it was more well rounded. Like, right. Kind of wish he would go back to that, but, I mean, he won a major, so I can't really. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Joe. He's the, he, the, that, that, that horse is out of the barn. That's never coming yeah, back. I know. 2017, Jason Duffner seemed like he was dead Duff. and then won this tournament. <laughs> yeah. And again, that is a guy who struck the ball really well, tee to green, could not putt. Can't putt. Yeah, yeah exactly. I am winning. 2016. Dirt McGirt. Wayne Dirt McGirt, McGirt, baby. Beat John Curran in a playoff in probably one of the lowest rated Sundays. I don't even know if I don't even know if I watched that one. I don't even know who John Curran really is. I don't either. Yeah. So we beat him. But I mean, if you you look at what he did that year, he actually was pretty good in 2016. So he's 32nd off the tee that year. He's 59th in approach, 30th in putting. Mm. Did a lot of things well. I mean, his one area was a weakness of scrambling. He was like 111th. Uh, 2015. Uh, do you remember David Lingmurth? The name rings a bell. Okay. Yep. Ling Ring Euro. Euro. Ha, nice. Yeah. Oh, didn't even know. Euro, right? Yeah, he's a Swedish guy. Okay. So, I mean, really, the only thing he did well was uh, that he was off the tee game. Uh, I think uh, that that week he just caught fire with the irons. That 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 if like of all the guys on this list, he was an anomaly. Yeah. And then we get through like five really good names. So, 2014, Hideki Matsuyama breakthrough win. That, yeah, that's everything showed up on the scene. Yeah, he did everything well. But in 2013, Matt Kuchar, we all know who he does. 2012, yeah. little guy in Tiger Woods, who's who that? won the same, what, like seven times or so? 
something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 2011, Steve Stricker, and then 2010, Justin Rose. So, like, like looking at that That's list. Good list. That's a good list. It, it's a very solid list. I think the only guy I would consider a bomber would be Tiger. Although that was late stage Tiger, so I don't even know if I would do that. Yeah. But, like, I guess Rom is the only quote unquote um, bomber, but, like, he oh. hits it so accurate, too. Yeah. And, I mean, I think with this golf course, now I'm not sure with the renovations, this is going to be the same, but mm-hmm. before, like, you're not using drive on a whole lot of, you know, a lot of holes, a lot of like positional golf. So, but there is something to striking the ball really well off the tee with your approach shots with all these guys. Okay. So if you just look at, and thankfully PGA tour started doing this, like you actually look at what guys are doing heading into tournaments. So I looked at the last, everybody since Justin Rose in 2010, how many strokes they were gaining off the team when they were approached by? Yeah. So on average, sent, you know, from Justin Rose to John Rahm, they're getting about 0.4 strokes per round off the tee. Leading then, into the event or at the event? Coming in. That was their okay. average. Because okay. that, that's how we can gauge things. Like yeah. what they do in the tournament, we don't know. Yeah, exactly. But we can only try and pick out, all right, generally what types of profiles are these guys? So generally speaking, almost all of them are pretty good off the tee. I mean, the only guy who was losing strokes off the tee Coming in was Matt Kuchar. But, I mean, you had like Rahm, Morikawa, Cantlay, Bryson, Duffner. They all gained more than 0.4 strokes per round off the tee. Um, even William McGurr and David Lingmar, they both were very good off the tee that year. So, um, I mean, so you got to be good off the tee. Iron play. They gained about 0.6 strokes per round with their approach play. And then combining the two, basically the magic number is one. So gaining one stroke per round with your ball striking. Now, I mean, like, you know, if, if you like a guy who's only gaining like 0.8 strokes per round, yeah, that's fine. You know, it's, yeah. it's just an average. Like, but yeah, it, it, like you want to be, if, if you're picking an outright winner this week, you want to be close to one as you can with when you combine off the team approach play. Now, like I, I posted something on the article the, uh, this week. Uh, you can go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com, check it out, where it basically shows like a, like a relative skill set chart of like what guys are good at. And like, there's, it's really heavily skewed to scrambling around the green game. The problem is if you look at these past winners, like only Cantley and DeChambeau were actually like really good, like around the green heading in like Rom was like 60th more cow was like 131st and strokes gain around the green coming into this event. Uh, mm. Duffner is like 150. McGirt was like a hundredth. Lingmurth was like a hundredth. Hideki was like one fortieth. So like while scrambling, quote unquote, is important because these are kind of smaller greens, like especially where the wind is up. Yeah. You know, it, it might make it more difficult. You can't just go by what the strokes gain around the green number is because like a lot of these winners were just not good. You would have missed the boat. Okay. So when you look are just like when you're picking outrights, it really is about off the tee and approach play this week. You know, I mean, like if you're going to be scrambling a whole lot off the off the green this week, especially because the wind conditions don't look like it's going to be all that tough. You're going to be behind the eight ball. Um, So it's it's really going to be all about your ball strikers. And unfortunately for DraftKings, because of Fantasy National, it seems like every single ball striker now is popular. We're going to have to eat some chalk this week. Yeah, it's fucking shit. You want know, chalk city last week? Good God! Mm-hmm. Like chalk weeks never work out for me. I, mean, I can't believe Whaley worked out. Like that—that that should not work out. This, I know. It should not work out, man. Well, it's it, not it how it was. What double digit Whaley? Yeah, yeah, un- that was bad. Un- un- unbelievable. And it worked out. 
Well, it, it might be an hour chalk wake because no. it. This I'm, is staying, I'm staying. I'm staying. I'm staying right now. Well, then you know what? You know what you should do find cheap. Well, not cheap. Find right, right. low owned good ball strikers. Right, Maybe exactly. they're just kind of struggling heading in, but their long term yeah. stuff looks good. Yeah, that's the way to go. Like Chris Kirk. But, Right. Yeah, maybe like Chris Kirk. But like the problem is like once you get under eight thousand dollars, like anyone who shows a little bit of ball striking, which is probably where you want to go for this thing, yeah. is gonna get a lot of ownership. Yeah, I know. The only way to really differentiate yourself is like going sort of the top, like where like a JT is not popular, but he's really a ball striker, that's where you might be pivoting and then you might be eating chalk under eight, which is kind of gross. Mm-hmm. Whatever, it's been working out. It has been so, <sighs> so gross. All right, so what about correlated golf courses? Um, I mean, obviously, you got Augusta National. I mean, I, this place basically wants to be Augusta National. There's a lot no. of holes looking at Augusta National. Now it's fast bent grass green, just like Augusta National. <laughs> yeah, for real. That's funny. Yeah. I, I mean, that's, that. that's, that's I didn't even, I didn't even think of that. That's really yeah. funny. That That's a pretty big comp. Um, I mean, the concession, I feel like now is like a really good comp for the place. Like, that. yes, that was Bermuda greens, but those were right. really fast Bermuda. You know, some of the holes at concession were borrowed from Muirfield Village, too. It's a jack course. I think that's fine. Nope. Uh, if you want to use a couple of the Jack Nicholas golf courses like PJ National and Harbor Town, you know, like I, I one of the things with this place is there's usually a high percentage of fairways hit because guys are clubbing down. Yeah. And like an average or below average rate of greens and regulation. Now, the problem is like PJ National and Harbor Town, sometimes those are a little screwy as far as like, if guys are hitting the fairways a lot, if guys are missing. But just because they're Jack Nicholas places and they're kind of well, I should put a correlation. Harbor Town is like forty percent Jack Nicholas, so I think that's still okay to use. Okay. Uh, PJ National is full Jack Nicholas, and if you look at Harbor Town, there's actually some good crossover as far as like guys have won there and guys have won here. Like Matt Kuchar won a Harbor Town, won here. Patrick Cantlay did really well at Harbor Town, almost won a couple years ago, has won here. Bryson's done one at Harbor Town, you know, what you know. And then he uh, he won here. Colin Morikawa did well at Harbor Town this year, and one, he, one concession. He won concession. He won. Um, he won the workday. Yeah. Stuart Sink won Harbor Town. He actually has one of the stronger histories at Murfield Village too. So there is a little bit, even though it's a Pete Dye golf course, there's enough Jack Nicholas in that place where there's kind of like a nice crossover. Mm-hmm. It, you can use that. And then there's three golf courses that kind of you wouldn't think of, where it just there's a high rate of fairways hit. Just like Murfield Village, and there's a, it's about average or below average greens regulation day. That one is Pebble, okay. and there's some like Pebble comps. You know, you can go to too. Like you know, Cantley did well at Pebble this year. Um, you know, he won Murfield Village. Um, I mean, obviously Tiger has won everywhere, so maybe that's not a good example. But like Justin Rose finished second at the U.S. Open mm-hmm. at uh, Pebble. Former winner here. So John Rahm played well in that U.S. Open. Xander played well in that U.S. Open. Both those guys are pretty good at Merrifield Village. Uh, Al Camillion for Mayakoba is that's a place where a lot of guys are hitting fairways because they're clubbing down and guys are kind of missing greens a little bit. Okay. And Corrala, same thing. So that those might be three golf courses where it's weaker fields and you might get like a surprise like contender at Merrifield just because they're used to, you know, hitting being. They're used to being required to hit a lot of fairways, and they're used to kind of missing some greens or like put a premium on like hitting the green or in a game like an advantage over everybody. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense to me. And then as far as like bank grass greens, if you want to, if you really want to care about 
how guys do on the services, like a list of like regular stops and PJ tours, Bankrass, Augusta National. Obviously, we talked about Colonial from last week. Uh, TBC Summerlin is Bankrass Greens. TBC Boston is Bankrass. Shayshon International, uh, Bankrass, TBC Deer Run, and TBC Twin Cities. All there in Bankrass Greens. And then there's a couple other major venues you can probably find there at Bankrass as well. Okay. All right. Well, listen, before we move on to anything else, uh, I mean, look, uh, do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you hit the reset button when it's time to get ready for what's next? Uh, listen, uh, if I posted it on Twitter. Listen, I was sweating my golf bets and literally sweating to death uh, <laughs> yesterday. So I posted a picture of myself drinking a nice ice cold Coors Light. Uh, there was no better time to stop and chill. Find yourself a nice little shady spot <laughs> while the kids are on a ride. Uh, smoke a cigarette, drink a beer, and uh, and and you're on for another hour. Um, so look, there's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. That way, you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. And so Coors Light is the one that I choose when it's time to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for that beer that is made to chill. Get Coors Light in a the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate responsibly. Okay. Yeah. All, All right. right. So I kind of stopped you short about like who you already bet on. Yeah. So I bet on four guys. I will reveal three of them tomorrow. I don't think their number is going to move. We gotta make we gotta tease you guys a little bit. Okay. But right. there's one guy who I will tell you I already bet. And sure. it's because probably the number will probably move. So a lot of this depends on where the tea time is for this guy, because we have talked about how in adverse weather conditions, he has not been very good. Okay. If you look at Thursday, it looks like there's going to be some wind in the morning and it's going to be pretty calm in the afternoon. But I saw a number on Justin Thomas at 20 to one. And I just took it. Yeah, you should have. Yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, okay. I will take the risk that he's in the morning and he's just going to get off to a really terrible start. But the rest of the tournament after Thursday morning looks pristine. No wind. Like there's gonna be some rain in the golf course too. He played well at the workday last year, plays well in this event, plays well in those correlated golf courses I said earlier. Yep. If you see a twenty to one on JT, I think you need to just hit it. Just out of principle. Yeah, I don't mind that. And I mean, obviously you're not on social media, so you don't know. So like he's got some good comic coming his way too. I, I actually you know, I think somebody posted it in the Slack. Um, yeah, moon off to Yeah, like that's dude, that's good comma. Like that's that's pretty nice, man. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I mean, did, how I, much is that for pit money though? I don't know, man. Who cares? Like, uh, like, like, whatever, man. Like, the dude, help the dude out, man. Don't, no, I mean, don't be like that, man. You gotta have, gotta be positive, man. Like, don't. Not everything's negative, Steve. Even though apparently some people think I'm mean. I am not mean, by the way, at all. <laughs> Ask anybody who knows me. I'm not mean. I break balls and I sound like I'm mean, but it's just because of my accent. Yeah, <laughs> you just sound angry all the time. But you know what? There's there's a nice little teddy bear on the inside. That's right. That's right. I got no teeth. That's yeah. All. So, anyways, so back to JT. So one of the big problems with him was his putter. He's actually gained strokes putting the last two tournaments. Tee to Green, he was not very good last week. I gotta think that's gonna bounce back. And he did something kind of similar before, like before he won the players. So he missed the cut of the Genesis, like by a mile. He played like crap. Yeah. Then he went to concession, like got to a slow start, and finished in like T15, which sounds better than what it was considering it's an 80 person field. So that's like 30th <laughs> in any other event. Yeah, exactly. And then he won the players the next time. Yeah. So now you go, to, he played awful Kiwa. Went to Colonial, got to a really bad start, made the cut. Uh, what did he finish, like 30th or something? Yeah, 30th. He, yeah. Had bad, he had a bad Saturday. Okay, yeah. So he finished like 30th. Like, yeah, he had, an okay, it, he had an okay Sunday. Yeah, so if the trend follows, 
yeah. bounce back this week. Yeah. So I don't mind it. Yeah. So 21 on JT, if you can find that number, I would bet it. I would feel a lot better if I knew what the tee time was. And he was, I hopefully he's teeing off Thursday afternoon. You think but regardless, whatever. It's yeah. I mean, so you got a 20 to one. Like I, I looked at my two of mine and I got, I got 16 of both. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got lucky with one book that was on that had him. But yeah, if, if you are fortunate enough to have a 20 on JT, I would recommend betting it. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I got two bets down. You already heard me say read, so I'll just say read again. I got yep. read just because the number is disrespectful. <laughs> just this. Like what? What number? I, I think their number is kind of fair on him. What number did you get him on? I got him at thirty-five. I think that's fair with Corey Connors and Fitzpatrick. You're talking about Patrick Reed is priced the same as Fitzpatrick and Connors. That's not fair. Nope. One guy wins. One guy wins. Okay. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, I, the, get, I get, I get it. I yeah. think, I, th- I think low thirty is kind of fair for Reed, Do, yeah. based on what he's been doing. I think yeah, it's kind of fair. Yeah, but I feel like he's a guy who could just turn it on. But I bet it. I think I, I bet, what day is today's Monday? Yeah, so I bet it this morning, fucking while I was standing in line for some fucking game. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was like, that number's wrong. Um, All right, and, I, yeah. I've heard, I've heard Reed get bounced around a couple times, as far as like outrights this week. So already, Jesus Christ. I, it's already throwing me off. This podcast already out. Like it's. I feel like today's Sunday. It's Monday. I, yeah. I'm going to be so screwed this week. I feel so far behind already. There is a competition with everybody to get their bets out before like anyone's like digested. Like Who gives a shit. Like just get the right ones out. Well, that's what we're for. <laughs> Come a little later yeah. with the right picks yeah, after right. we listen to everybody. Talk nonsense, Ugh. and then we come with the right information. Listen, there's, there's only there's only two two places that I listen to. That's it. I've I've killed off the other ones, and I'll I'll read shit obviously, but I I, I can't listen to I can't listen to certain people. It's fucking there. You go. <laughs> All right. All right. Sorry. I got nothing else. Uh, we'll be right back tomorrow with uh our picks. Yeah, that's it. So uh, yeah, hope uh, hope you guys. Listen, we did pretty well. Uh, pre-tourney with some some calls and stuff like that for for colonial so yeah we did all right and then in round in round betting we did okay like whatever i think i ended up like up two um up two rounds and we had a fucking another first round leader for god's sake another first round goddamn leader like this is uh this is becoming some sort of weird niche uh, it's like i'll take it though it was a boring one though i chopped 200 but that's why you gotta put more money on those so yeah tomorrow night uh betting and dfs show um i will uh, have time to recover from my universal trip and uh i will be digging in all day tomorrow instead of working so uh tomorrow night me and steve will be back to uh to break them fucking books talk to you boys tomorrow later